Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Hi, everybody. Happy mid-July. Hope everyone is enjoying their summer or winter, depending on what hemisphere you're on. Um, here at the homestead, our summer garden is growing. Overgrowing. Yeah, overgrowing. Uh, it seems like overnight, the tomatoes have touched the tops of the trellises and toppling Everything and overflowing. Is, and This is the... Machete. Yeah, this is the summer where you can't see across the yard. So, the season. So what is growing in the garden, Justin? Uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers... The last a bit of salad greens, um, but their days are numbered. So, there's some summer greens, and I've um, Caribbean spinach, New Zealand spinach, and Swiss chard and stuff like that. That can a little bit take some of the heat. Yeah, and so what's any of our, our farm box customers enjoying? Oh, different things or well last time I was here they were all excited the tomatoes were in the boxes yeah we had the artisan tomatoes it was really mm-hmm. pretty the green stripey ones and purple what do they call them they're just artisan yeah artisan. They're just, so they just like look like a rainbow in a, in, a, in a container so those were people were really excited about those and they're really pretty um, oh and the cucumbers we've been getting a lot of those been making because it's so, well, we'll talk about the heat wave later, but it's so hot um, making, like, um, I, we have this glass uh, pitcher on a stand, so I like a nut pitcher, glass mason thing on a, on a stand, so they'll, I'll fill that up with some, there goes my, okay, sorry, there it goes, um, I have my notes here uh, to tell what's going on, but um, I fill it up with lemon, Lemon um, slices and cucumber slices and mint, so it's it's very tasty um, and and refreshing. Yeah, you guys drink that throughout the day, so that you know, because water just doesn't cut it when it's really hot. So that's one of the ways we. Yeah, well, there comes a point where it's too hot, and nothing you drink matters. You actually have to start drinking salt because it's just coming out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we want to talk about the recent heat wave. Oh, we're from do like ninety five. I don't know. We can do, do it now. You can do it now. 
went from what? 95 90. to 115 in one day or something like that. Yeah, it was brutal. It was pretty, um, it was forecasted, so we knew it was coming and tried to cover some things, water some things, but we knew that there were some, we were going to lose some stuff. So July 4th, like I said, is our target date for salad and edible flowers and things, salad mix. So it's a, anything after that is a bonus. But even though we knew it was coming, we were prepared and watered, double, triple watered things, um, we did lose some things. Uh, the t- peppers lost probably 25% to sunscald. 20%, well, the of the harvest, f- what, not the plants still look 25% good, of the harvest, pepper harvest, that and we didn't, they didn't go to waste. We'll tell you what we did with those. Yeah, so. but, I mean, they're not sellable. They're edible, but not sellable. Um, the old avocado tree got hit. Um, they were just uh, dropping like crazy. Those Mexicolas were dropping like this really bad. Um, some of the ones that were shocking was like a hummingbird sage we have in part like shade of the yard. Yeah. Under shade, what do you call that, in the corner? Mm-hmm. And... In the morning, I picked it for an order for an herb box, and then when I got out there at 4 or 5 o'clock at night, it was gone, basically fried up, mm-hmm. dried up, fried up, and that was shocking, because I had watered it, it looked good in the morning, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. So, Water, it was... Yeah, it was pretty brutal. I mean, we, it was a point where it was, you couldn't even function. It was like your body felt like it was melting from the inside, and like Gabriel said, that um, the fruit dried, uh, was sun-dried yeah, on the well, tree? Yeah, well, I was or? able to visit uh, Gabriel and the other farm we work with in Rialto about the where we get some of our fruit from, and they said it was 118, and the stone fruit basically dried up on the tree. Up, yeah. Apricots, the peaches, nectarines, and some of the apples, um, blackberries and stuff, they were gone. Our blackberry got hit. But the f- we're basically done on the harvest. Yeah, but what, what was scary? I mean, like, you say, like, if you messed up on a piece of, like, if you made bread and you failed, or even if you planted, like, radishes or lettuce, you could say, okay, we'll the try trees, again. trees, you got to wait till you next got, year. You can't, you can't over, or you can't try again until next year. So that's like. Well, and not even just us, because when I, you know, I go out and drive, either pick any up from work or I'm around, and the, Oak trees, they have like this little brown Mature like crown oak trees. on them, the whole tinged on the top of the oaks. Yeah. And then it's funny, um, going to get Annie's, it's in uh, Montrose, which is in kind of a, you know, a more higher class neighborhood. And there's these mansions and you go, when you go the back way, it's like through the, through the rich, rich neighborhood. <laughs> and these big mansions with a beautiful landscape and it's just like brown. And uh, one of these kind of, uh, very nice mansions that I boxwood hedges. Yeah, all his boxwood hedges he covered in blankets. It was like you walk shea up, cloth, yeah, yeah. shea cloth, and it was just like it was kind of different. Shin. It looked like a blanket type, and um, surprisingly, people have said that our yard looks really good. I know. I say it's, it's still green it's compared so to everyone else's. <laughs> I'd say it's pretty. It went, it's pretty dang good, and the you know the Desconso they have the um, you know when you walk. The Descanso Gardens, that where yeah, the, the parking front. lot is, mm-hmm. the, what do they call bra- those long, the, the, the side, what kind of trees are they? Not the red bridge. 
Yeah, the redwood. California redwood. Mm-hmm. California, they have about f- 15 of them in a row. Mm-hmm. Brown. Brown. I know. All of them. It's so another farm stand customer said they lost their um, avocado tree. They said, can anything they do about it? I said, no, it's probably gone. Uh, a neighbor works at the school said he lost his apples, and they lost a bunch of stuff at the school. School garden, the yeah. School garden, and he said he was... Whatever leftover blueberries he had, they were done, mm-hmm. and yeah, his apples were toast, and he's probably not going to plant them again. Yeah. And he had a redwood, too, that he was growing as education thing, mm-hmm. and it just another, dried up. Yeah, another avocado tree. Uh, I know what toast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people lost animals. Uh, yeah. Chickens. Uh, Sergio's <laughs> farm lost half their chickens. I don't. I don't mean to criticize anyone, but those, you, gotta, you have to keep You them. have to watch. We were just trying yeah. to figure out how hot it was. Yeah. It was a, Talking to a uh, farm stand customer, she went to a farmer's market, and she said she visited her usual booth, and she said, I got slim pickings this week, and they said, yeah, their greenhouse got 146 degrees and fried everything. So considering um, we'll survive, and we made it through it, but a lot of other people and a lot of, I'm not sure when, if you have trees, it'll take a year to recover. Um Obviously, we'll bounce back with the peppers and some of the other stuff. But when it comes to things like the animals, I, when it's this hot, mm-hmm. you have to realize there's something that has to be um, extra done. Extra yeah. done. Mm-hmm. I mean, just keep an eye on. You can't expect, you can't pen a bunch of chickens and expect them to find shade. Yeah. It's if you're in, they're in a pen, they and then if there is shade, they will overcrowd that shade, mm-hmm. and then the body heat will cause them. Make to, sure they have water. And the other thing is, I notice a lot of people think that filling up a water container is enough. Mm-hmm. There is issues with the water container simply because sometimes it can turn over and dump out. And um, yeah, water is the, the most important things. I mean, I'm not saying go f- freeze blocks of ice and put them in your coop, but you have to provide the, you know, when you have those. You know, animals. Like yeah, so ours have a canopy of pomegranates, and they also have a nice, cooled, like, wet d- almost area. A wet area because of the ducks, thankfully. So the dirt is cool, and they have this big, I mean, now it's like gone, it's massive little hole in the ground now. They got this whole yeah, dust the bath, little dust bath thing. area. Thing. <laughs> it's <laughs> huge. It's and the getting... water is made sure that it's, it's always there. And yeah, um, there are some instances I've, I've noticed when. Um, just to point out on a chicken thing is sometimes there's these suspending chicken waterers. You know, if you have a, you know, the typical one you can buy from a feed store, it, it's hanging. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you hang that and... You fill it up. You fill it up and water will splash out over time. So guess what happens? It's cool and damp there. The chickens will dig in it mm-hmm. to cool their feathers. But what happens... So, worms yeah, and grubs. And, and grubs. And the layer of the um, level of the soil drops. So over time, you have to look at that. And this is not, I've seen this a couple places I visited with chickens. You look at that and go, that's a problem. Because the soil level drops and the chickens can no longer get the water. You think you're giving them water, mm-hmm. but they cannot reach it. And um, a couple of people I advised, one lady I consult, I gave her the, the warnings of that. And mm-hmm. she says she was so thankful because... Um, she did some stuff and, you know, she doesn't no longer has to worry about that. And this is because, you, you know, I've seen uh, some chickens get lost by mm-hmm. the fact they can't access to the water. Yeah. Yeah. So how hot did it get? I happened to look at my watch 
It was 111 degrees at 1.11 p.m. <laughs> um, just coincidence that I looked at my watch at that time. It was 111 at 111. Um, it got at 113 degrees in Pasadena at 4 p.m. And it was it cooled off to a freezing cold <laughs> temperature of 96 degrees at 11 p.m. And that was brutal because that was um, usually, the ha- usually desert cools off pretty fast and you're able to survive that was a rough night I um you want something funny I I did drive out to uh, Joshua Tree area one of the hottest days here in Pasadena and as I got near the desert the temperature dropped Uh, and I was like wait hold on it was actually cooler in Joshua Tree than it was in Pasadena I mean I was like almost a relief I was like ooh I walked outside I was like oh wow usually nighttime (laughs) nighttime is salvage the daytime heat like you, you make it through the day and you'll just yeah. live through the desert night, and it just would not absolutely not in. cool off. The cats were panting, the dog panting. The cats refused to come in the house, they spent the night outside. So, this is um, like, uh, no we're way. blowing this joint. So, we had the fans on all like full blast, full blast. Almost, <laughs> Two almost, fans, first it was almost all day, and, and I and then make it worse. Yeah, I was sick, and that day, the hottest day, and that made it even worse. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like... So we're complaining a lot bad. about the weather. Well, yeah, I mean, people, have it, people do have it worse, I know, but it's just like when you're used to a certain temperature. Now we're back to normal, so. Warm yeah. days well, I mean, it, it is summer, and, and we do live in a desert, yeah, however... 120 is not It was okay. shockingly... <laughs> it was like, burn your eyeballs. Yes, I mean, you drink <laughs> enough water... And the irony was that he had drank about, I don't know, I lost track how much water I drank. And it wasn't enough. Yeah. No, it, it doesn't was, do And you were, you were sweating, and it was just like... And okay. that's, that's the point when you have to you sit when you're else. sweating, don't move, you're still sweating. It was, it was, yeah, it was brutal. It was, it was not fun. So. The one thing I, I learned, well, I didn't learn, but sometimes when I'm at that point, um, go find pickle juice or pickles. Um, when I'm in Josh Tree, I'll have to eat pickles sometimes, but it... Yeah, pickle juice. <laughs> yeah, but it was Vinegar. just that, it was that brutally hot day that one day, I mean, then the next day it was slightly cooler, but because it never cooled off, you started the day at, you know, like you said, 96 at night, you know, never, then the sun came up, it was hot again. So it was about two days, it was a two day heat know? wave, and it, cons- considering all, we lost some minor, minor plants, some... Um, plants we expected, some damage with the peppers, and what was surprising was some of the older plants that we had for four or five years in the same spot that were not transplanted, that were should have been established, got hit, and that's what was shocking. And when you see the oak tree canopy is all brown, mature, 100-year-old oak trees that got crispy, 100-year-old uh, California Redwoods, I got thing. And that lady said she's a member of Disconso, and they sent out a notice that they, um, like an email, I guess they're on an email mm-hmm. list. They're watching certain trees. Cause yeah, if they, well, they if have they're, those. If they're losing it or. They have those very huge, beautiful, like, I think a couple hundred year old oaks. And I find it interesting. I mean, I'm very pleasantly surprised the garden, you know, coming back to that. I was like, wow, it. I was expecting like complete. I don't know if it was the drip irrigation or something. I don't know. Was, I was expecting. It's pretty, it was pretty. It was I was a expecting constant com- battle. I mean, well, was I was expecting a complete wipeout. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I was like, not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the tomatoes got a little tinge at the top, but, not but they bad. love. I mean, they love the heat. The peppers love the heat. I mean, not the peppers. The 
I mean, the peppers liked it except mm. the pepper fruit. Um, the cucumbers loved it. And even you just hold your breath. Huh? Even, the, even the greens. That's what I said. That I'm, the I'm, basil I'm, looked fine. Okay, the basil loved plants, it. They exploded. There's some sun plants where you see it. But, I mean, mm. I was pleasantly surprised. I was... And one of the... You know, considering... What is it? Climate change? Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about climate mm-hmm. change and all that. What I find humorous is... You know, like the, the guy we read that um, said the... Um, the plants, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the orchard, he mm-hmm. can't, you know, he says we should all eat cactus, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I find humorous is that purple goosefoot out there. <laughs> it's in hard pan soil. In the parking strip. In a parking strip. Uh-huh. And what, between two concrete places on asphalt and 120 degrees, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even, it looks, doesn't even it look, it's blink. what, it five feet blink. high? Yeah. I well, mean, the ones in our yard are, are, are the ones in our yard are, yeah. I understand our yard, but that one makes me laugh because mm-hmm. I'm like, I came back and it was like 120 degrees yeah. and it didn't even like, it mm-hmm. didn't droop, a, it didn't droop a leaf. The one that got hit, the, <laughs> the irony is the one thing that showed the most damage that, besides the ant nasturtiums were toast, mm. but. Um, they had a bad year because of the heat and yeah, the freeze. The, and the irony heat. was that nasturtiums got hit by a cold snap i think it was the it was end heat. of march they grew, it was really hot then it froze yeah then it got, then it got they, hot again they started growing froze at the end of march then by the time they bounce back they get zapped by the heat yeah what was kind of weird is we have a dragon fruit that's on the fence line that it's cactus basically it's a succulent and it went from green to yellow mm-hmm. almost overnight and dropped a lot of the flowers and stuff like that and you're saying Here's a <laughs> here's a succulent, which should it's not full sun either. I mean, it's on, the north, it's on the north side of the house. It's on the north side of the house. And say, okay, and you look at it, and it's all and then half the thing is yellow, and you're like, oh, it was hot. Yeah, but I meant in terms of climate change, you might have to adjust what you grow. Mm-hmm. I recommend purple goosefoot. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> the end of the world salad. The end of the world salad green. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, you won't go hungry on that. Speaking of um, nasturtiums and stuff like that, um, I don't know if we want to talk about the what, like the farm dinner, and then segue into the, like nasturtium vinegar, like what we served. Well, you first know? of all, first the pressure was on because <laughs> the heat wave coming, and we our had, first yeah, okay, the heat wave was Thursday. No, sorry, Friday, Friday Saturday, Sunday. Sunday, and our first farm tour and farm dinner was Thursday. So we knew it was going to be we were screwed. either good or bad. We're going to yeah. say, sorry, it's all toast. We're canceling yeah. it. So there was a little bit of pressure that, you know, if if the yard fried or the garden fried, you say, okay, nobody sees it. But with the farm tour and the farm dinner, there was a little out of pressure. But um, I wasn't able, with the watering almost constantly for three days, wasn't able to fix up some of the rough spots, but people were pleasantly surprised how well the yard looked and how it came through. And I think it was uh, definitely a hit. Uh, the tour and the farm and the food. Um, you can see what we had. Yeah. So this was our first um, farm tour and and dinner combo. Usually we handle the farm dinners ourselves, but this time we partnered with a restaurant that. Um, you know, that we, I work at and, you know, sell some of the produce too with was the Russ Farmhouse. And so they, <clears throat> we, they planned the menu, um, we planned the menu and cooked the, prepped all the food at the restaurant and then brought it in. So it was going to be, it was interesting. I knew, I was a little 
I think everybody was nervous. I was especially nervous. Practice. Well, no, it's also we gave over control. Yes, because I, I said I, <laughs> we I no gave. Control I think issues. I said that the last the one. Last one was we, we do have control. I issues. have a thing like where I touch, feel, and taste all the way through. So I had to, and I was, I had to just take. We a like back to stand. Yeah, we that. like to so, stand back behind what we do. Yeah, so it was first one, and um, you know, just getting back in the groove of things like using a muscle you hadn't used before. So it was just getting all that, finding all our you know, tablecloths and just, you know, figuring out all the, all the things. So, um, what was interesting, so the week before, or a couple weeks before, and we knew we were going to serve, um, this, I was going to make nasturtium vinegar to make a salad dressing for the, the salad, um, that we were going to serve. So, um, prior to this, that the farm dinner on July 12th, I, um, harvested some nasturtium flowers and brought it into the restaurant and where we steeped them in um, vinegar. So people want to know it's very easy. It's about an ounce of nasturtium flowers to a cup of uh, either a white wine vinegar or, um, and I use organic of course, um, and you put it in a you know, canning jar and, and let it uh, infuse for a week or more. And it, was, it turns out a, a beautiful um, like orange like a sunset orange color. Um, so, yeah, we had started that, and that was really good. Everybody loved that. They're like, the, they, that was one of the hits of the well, evening. Well, Malin's Christians are toasting. I know, you can't do I can't it. make it again. Everybody's like, can we have some? And I was like, yeah, I should have. Um, should have this stuff. I know. And then we, that's when we used, and then I said, speaking of burnt peppers, the scalded peppers, which are perfect, except, you know, they're fine on maybe one side. And three then quarters. Yeah, three quarters. And so we, we used that. Um, with our mixed summer veggies, um, eggplant, roasted eggplant. eggplant. So, yeah, so we're sitting and there. And salad mix, our salad mix, and was picked three hours before dinner. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, so the challenges of what, you know, with these farm-to-table, you publish the menu, but not necessarily, that's that was published like three weeks ago. We it, thought we had peaches. It we changes. Peach cobbler was on so, this. yeah, so you just have to deal. And so you're sitting in the kitchen, you're like, okay, we got a deal. So one of the deals we had to deal with was the beans. So the beans we had, were given, they looked fine, but when we came to <laughs> use them, we noticed they were dried because of the heat. So Chef Christina and I were, um, you know, looking at them and like, she, she was like, okay, maybe pick, we were like, okay, maybe pick them out. Maybe we can find some to put them because we we're gonna put roast some summer veggies, and I was like, nah, I, I, yeah, I don't think we can use these. I, there's, there's no, I can't, I don't, I can't serve. <laughs> they didn't have, have like green bean, you know that crisp. Yeah, that crisp. Yeah. So she was like, oh, I hate to waste it because it was like five pounds, but we were not in a hurry. But we was like, we had a prep list, and so it was like, you know, do we do, you know, do we diverge and try to salvage these beans? Or, you know, do we keep on the prep? Like, you know, we have the, okay, prep this, prep this, prep this. <laughs> so we were sitting there, and she's like, oh, there's got to be something. So um, so we got this big, heavy pot, put an olive oil and some some garlic, and we threw them in, and then we put a top on it. And so basically we kind of called stewed them, and, and we put some um, tomatoes in there with them and some herbs, and we just stewed them down, stewed them down. And actually it was the funniest good. thing. Funniest thing, <laughs> they were the hit of the evening. I mean, yeah, there was other stuff, but that was like, oh my god, these, these greens are so great. And it was like funny because 
we, we had a story. When we said, so tonight we have this and this and this, and we have something that wasn't on the menu, and we told the story. Everybody got a kick out of it, but people didn't know that prior, and they said the beans were really good. So to me, the challenge is... What to is, do with sun-dried... Yeah. So when life gives you uh, dried beans... Very, very makes stewed beans. Makes stewed beans. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, you know, people, you know, when they say, it's like, challenges the homestead. It's like, not everything's convenient or in stock, or you get weird stuff, or you're something crazy happens and you make and so it, it was nice to have uh, it turn out really well and the people so when the people came to the f farm dinner we um, welcomed them in the in the front and they had a little bit of hors d'oeuvre Jordan yeah. made up her her famous what did you something make? or other yeah what it was lemon well basil. everybody was like this was the lemon most basil ever. something it was lemon basil cucumber but um, it wasn't my true one because mm -hmm. this it was a last minute thing mm -hmm. and I wasn't didn't have the time to peel and juice the cucumbers, mm -hmm. so came up with a variation mm -hmm. of it, and um, yeah, it's the not not saying anything, but every time I make like these drinks, it tends to be a hit because and people are like, what's the recipe? And it's not; it's no. just is. Is. <laughs> um, and so yeah, we started off. So there. we started off in a like a reception mm -hmm. with little hors d'oeuvres and the drinks. Then we led From him. There we we led him a little tour of the the front yard. Mm -hmm. Went to the back. Told him a story of how Homestead came to be and what was growing. Had people smell some stuff. People hadn't smelled some of these fresh herbs. I don't know. Just, also, before and after pictures. Yeah, before and after pictures. People think the place always looked like that, and mm -hmm. it's not true. Yeah. So, so the next farm dinner is July twenty sixth. Sign up. Yeah, and then so. we have hopefully two more if we're still here in uh, August. <laughs> no, people always like, would you do? I was like, you know. If we're still here, you never yeah, know. The one lady called it from Israel or something. The family called yeah. it from Israel. Want to know what we're doing, doing in February? In next February, I so they can like, book their tickets. Oh, so like, farm dinner. But so yeah, so the farm dinner was covered by the um, Ellie Weekly lady. The reporter there had been following our family for ten years and finally, finally, finally to make... decided to finally come out. She said, "I wish she had done it sooner," but she really enjoyed it. Um, the people really enjoyed it, and one of the ladies said that, you know, it was the best, she was vegan, um, best vegan dinner that, you know, she had in a long time. Um, so, uh, speaking of which, what we did for the vegan option was we did, a, like, a, a vegan lasagna with eggplant and tomatoes, but the recipe called for the Black Beauties. Which are big, Round, big, fat You know, ones. so that's easy. You slice which actually them. don't taste it. No, they don't, but you slice them, you put them, but here's a challenge. We only had the Japanese. the Japanese long one. So we're sitting there going, oh, we're sitting there going, okay, how we do this? So what I did is I, I sliced them and I placed them together, almost like overlapping slightly to, to roast. So they were lined up. And then we did was we took a canning, um, the court canning top, so the wide mouth one. The rings. After they had roasted the rings, and then we used that as a, like a cookie cutter. Yeah, cookie cutter. And then we took a sharp knife and we cut around it. And then we took a spatula and we placed it. So we placed that. Then we placed our cashew herb cheese and then we placed our roasted tomato and then, you know layered it. And it was even it was so good. Even Justin. No, I said eggplant is hard to eat if you do it wrong. It's pretty bad. But so, you ate it. Yes. You thought it was, it was pretty good. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that was eggplant's a hit. got a bad rap. Because you cook it wrong, it is oh, rough to eat. Even the meat eaters asked for it. Yeah. Everybody wanted Some people all got of seconds it. and thirds. I know. Well, they shall remain nameless, but. And then they, they were like, why didn't you tell us there was dessert? I was like, it said it on the menu. And they're like, well, it was stuffed. 
but then they ate a few trays of dessert on top of that. <laughs> sometimes like you good, wonder, food. do people even have good access to good food sometimes? You're just like looking at them like, you guys eat <laughs> at home <laughs> somewhere? Well, yeah. So that was, it was good. It's good to see people enjoy themselves. Crowd, yeah. It was a good crowd. We were nervous. It's been a while since we've done that. Mm-hmm. We had to emcee it. Okay, basically you had to cook it. Set up. MC, set, set, set up, up, cook it, MC it. it, host it, give the so. tour, then clean up, and then we got to eat at the end. So, um, <laughs> sort of after everybody People left, like, we got to eat, eat. I'm like, yeah, really? <laughs> no, I had be to interviewed, do the thing, and then. Do all that, and then, yeah. And then they said, then at the end. So, we had to, the other thing was trying to avoid uh, dishes. You know, yeah, we had people so, bring their. So, the, the little take on this one was. Uh, Pigs in Provence, that's what the thing. So Chef Christina had read this book called Pigs in Provence. And so it was about this village where after the harvest, they have this one family or farm, they put on this farm dinner. And the people in the village bring their little picnic baskets. And so they describe the scene in the book where the families come to the farm and they throw out their blankets not their blankets, but they throw out their tablecloths on these big communal tables and they set up their, you know, picnic wear and then they eat together. So kind of... Kind of zero waste kind of Yeah, kind of zero waste. So we took that. So she was like, bring your pic... So with this farm day, we said, bring your picnic basket. So we tried that and, you know... Almost all of them. Yeah, yeah, most of the people brought their stuff. Um, Yeah. it was a nice way of saying, we're done with dishes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just because, I mean, with less people, we, mm-hmm. we usually do like stacks of dishes. And yeah, so. We didn't want to use plasticware on paperware. Yeah. So it's like, hey, if you guys can bring your stuff, awesome. We had some stuff Back just in case mm-hmm. that people didn't bring anything. And they were um, compostables. But um, yeah, it was just a, trying to do a different way of communal dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was, we, we, um, got through it and everybody just had positive comments. And so, and, and it's still tough because they said we do it without dad. So we, we three kind of, uh, do it together and, and it worked because it was, and it will, I'll probably tweak it for the, the July 26th. We'll say yeah. a little better maybe because you know what, even if we have a tour, I was like, we had 14 people. It was still, it's still small. When you realize you go and you actually have a tour and there's 14 people and you're like the 14th person in the back. The pathways are one foot wide and trying to give a tour and everybody hear you when you're, I see 14 people, two feet, 30 feet, and didn't realize. We usually have school kids, so they're a little smaller. So, Mm -hmm. but when you have 15 15 adults, it was, it was tight, it was tight, but that's, the magic of it because mm-hmm. it is a small place so um so i'll tweak a little bit of things but i think all in all so yeah if you are a local and you want to have come to our farm tour and dinner um the next one is july 26th it's on the website so and you can buy tickets if you buy tickets now house. you save 10 bucks yeah <laughs> a rest uh, there so you can buy at urbanhomestead.org or restfarmhouseinspired.com yeah. yeah also oh, the next I said it right. No, you didn't finish. Oh, oh the yeah, rest, rest farmhouse inspired. Yeah. Also. Com. It's almost constantly people don't realize the constant change. They have a farm dinner that night, and then the next day the place looks like a war zone because <laughs> you have to re, re landscape or redecorate because of um, changes. You have to the trellises are falling down, trees overgrown. So, 
made some improvements, and the place won't look like the same. Yeah, so so we went from farm dinner on Thursday and Friday with, we blew with the, the help place of up, our friends. Yeah, we blew the place up, and, yeah. and it's not going to look the same. So <laughs> you, you went to sleep. It was a beautiful ambiance and thing. Crinkling lights, like, and the next morning is like wood and, wood and sawdust. Like wood, sawdust, mud, bricks, um, bricks concrete, dirt, then boom. Yeah, you know, nobody would have known we had a farm dinner last night. And then guess what? It's yeah. going to look awesome. You know, it's days. like, this is what we do. We just, like, look at the calendar and say, okay, we have this little period of time where we can blow it up and yeah. then come and back. And then one day, one person asked me, well, is, is your home included in the tour? One day. Okay. I mean, it's, we'll it's just, there. I don't know, there's nothing, like, special about the inside of the house, that only that it's you old know. in 1917. I mean, it is special. You know, I but know. It's, when, when I'm done yeah, with it. We're done with it. There's, like, yeah, we have to clean chicken wire, chicken wire, room. chicken wire. No, it's not that. It's um, very efficient, you know. Uh, self-sustaining stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see it. I can, I, you yeah, know, so. we, we've done it in various ways throughout mm-hmm. our lives. Very low-tech, sustainable living. Mm-hmm. Um, but for more of like, okay, you know, how do you take a 1917 Craftsman and run all this in a small space? I have these, like, particularly in the kitchen, ideas, you know, because it's like you can pile compost on the on the countertop or you can come up with better ways because we we deal with a lot of in and out coming mm-hmm. out of our house mm-hmm. and um yeah it's yeah I mean, the, we, no the house it's it does something to the house and i've always seen it and uh but one day it'll be there and then yeah and uh, so okay. then the guard you know we still want to turn the cellar into a cool storage thing so that's still in the process we still need like you know not f- well funding yeah funding we need funding, <laughs> we need funding for it so um, either we have fundraisers or like these farm dinners help, but we need to like go above and beyond because like, a big one, chunk of change. The one thing we see is when we if we fundraise and we it generally sinks back in, so then we can give it back yeah, to, the, to people. the community. Yeah, it's we're not closed off because you know we want to be. We just want to you know fix up some stuff and then generally open up and hand it back to. You know, it's not like it's supporting anything that, you know, personal lives. It's just, it's being sunk into something and we're giving it back. Showcase it back to the people. So, yeah, so there's a lot in the works. Um, There may be improvements to the chicken coop. One of the ladies wants to uh, maybe be involved in that, which is nice. You know, if people can help us and then like, you know, what could, what's nice is somebody come and say, how can I help you? Yeah. And she's like, how can I help you? And that's like, hey. Okay. I mean, yeah. She I'm said, not going to go and say, you know, I need help. But yeah, comes, at the farm know, dinner, you know, she was like, how can you know, I, I really support what you do with chickens. You know, how can I help? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of got some ideas. And she was like, no, what is your ideas and how can I make them happen? And I was like, oh, <laughs> sat down. I was like, do you want to see my ideas about the perfect chicken coop? <laughs> yes. So then you guys went to uh, Farmer's Guild meeting yesterday? Yeah, so our sec- uh, third... Farmers Guild. First one was at LA Farmers. Guild. Yeah, LA Farmers Guild at Grow Good down in Bell. Um, so um, their their farm produces um, food for the Salvation Army. So the Salvation Army has this massive. Uh, they have a massive kitchen. They have massive shelter there. I think it was two hundred fifty beds. It's massive. It was, it was huge. It was huge when complex. I and then they have housing on the other side of the street so it's like if you i don't know how they go through their program then you work your way and you get a, vout, a voucher or something for housing so then they had all these housing 
So among that was a um, garden, and so they harvest uh, from that garden about 10,000 pounds of produce, which goes right directly into the Salvation Army kitchen. So, And some of the people can work there. So it was, I had greenhouse envy. Yeah, the greenhouse was... <laughs> they had just recently got a, a greenhouse. pretty it was, impressive. It was, right? it was fans, like, and it had, it had a radiator in the back. I was like, where do you... How did you get well, this they, had, they had a grant. Yeah, yeah. but they I mean, said it was still. They still. It's not. It's not that easy. I asked no, her. I not. said. She said. Uh, you know. I asked questions. She's like, Yeah. You know. It was like, it's. It's not that easy. You know. And it's not that easy. Yeah, so I think that we made a point with the farm tours people, because the yard, does look nice, and we made a point to, you know. Say that it doesn't always look this way, mm-hmm. and here's where we started from. So you bring out the before and after pictures, and people are shocked. And yeah. it's like it's a thirty-two Which years, thirty-two yeah, years. I mean, yeah, blow them up like more of in the garage. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. like we have like a, not a kiosk, but like how it's all the history of the museum. What the legend. Guy? No, okay, no, don't use that. What did they come by on Sunday? Oh, I don't know. No, I think it was Saturday. No, I think it was Saturday. Where are they from? Wisconsin, they moved to Arkansas. They're out here on work. And Taking they, photos and says, not going to bother you, but just want to see where the legend started. I was like, like don't okay. use the word legend. That makes we're me still feel old. And dead. Uh, we're I still know. alive. So. He goes, I want to see where the legends. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Don't, don't use that word, please. Please, yes. at all. So no. That was nice. <laughs> they were nice. They just said they didn't want to bother us. They just wanted to see where it started. So. Um, yeah, except yeah. we appreciate I mean, there's people writing in, and um, I don't know, edible flowers all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, Unfortunately, we're out of edible, edible flower business. Instagram and messages edible uh, we flowers. Filed, we failed to mention <laughs> that the heat um, zapped them. So we have very few edible flowers, uh, very few varieties. Mm-hmm. Batch of buttons just overnight um, dried up. A couple of dianthus marigolds mm-hmm. and some of the heat. and But they're co- not that... We just sell cosmos, but cosmos you can see. Pretty leaves and stuff. Yeah, flowering herbs. Blue basil sort of exploded, but and like the variegated sages and stuff like that. But the edible flowers, we're out of edible flower business for a while. Mixed boxes with O'Neill using and stuff like that with sunflowers and hibiscus. I mean hollyhocks and the bigger flowers Mm -hmm. that we can do, but the plate flowers is a little rough. It's it's fun though. Um, like Saturday morning, you sleep in a little, and I have a window up the front, and all you hear is a bunch of rustling mm-hmm. and like that. You look out, and there's squirrels scaling the sunflowers, sunflowers. and biting off the heads and racing down the street. Some are as big as their head. No, some are like as big as their whole squirrel. They're dragging this huge seed head down. The, down the sidewalk and it's it's pretty funny. It's it, sad. I mean, it's sad and funny at the same time because it don't remember it happening before. And but the we other day we ran into him, and the dude was carrying a, <laughs> a orange, whole orange, a whole orange, and he's it's still on the sidewalk. He probably dropped it. Yeah, he but I mean, the tree. a squirrel eating an orange. I mean, he's sitting there eating it. I don't know. What's like? Either either Bad year. He was thirsty. He was hot, looking for some orange OJ or whatever, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty funny. Yeah. You see so. the big old squirrel carrying this big old orange over the over the wires. Still having fun with the strug- um sunflowers though. It's just yeah. The, well, the so nuding them. <laughs> <laughs> and so and the Justin had um, 
a B update. Was that just last weekend too? Yeah, just coincided with the heat wave. Yeah. It coincided with the farm visit, mm-hmm. but now up to ten hives. Caught caught some. I got some off Craigslist. Caught a hot swarm. I got some. Off. So I'm now at ten hives at Gabriel's. Um, there is nothing as hot as wearing a bee suit in the heat, and I sweat a lot anyways, but put a full suit on me, and the suit doubles in weight because of the sweat, and you're sitting there like, uh, you have to drink buckets of water, but yeah, I've been hives now, uh, hopefully then maybe I'll split them, get 20 or 15, not get greedy, but, um, next coming weeks I'll go in there and check them out, see what I got, um, Maybe requeen some of them, and maybe split some of them. So it'll be interesting to. Yeah, that was a rough week to do that. So we did it in the morning, um, before the sun came up, and try to beat the heat. But by the time the heat came around, I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> I'll see you next time. So um, yeah, there's nice. It's a nice location. It's at 3,500 feet. It's not that hot in Cherry Valley. It's around the corner from um, those. Famous apple groves. Riley's Farm. Um, yeah, and there's got a wild water. So um, where in Acton, it was pretty dry. And, but so hopefully with the moisture and with the farm, at the top of the hill and the farm's at the bottom of the hill. So they have constant moisture there on drip and well water. So oh. we'll see how it goes. Well, speaking Stay. of well water, it's funny because at the... LA Farmers Guild meeting, Andrew, the guy you know, that has the farm in Glassell Park. We were talking about land, and, and I don't know how we brought it up, but I said, oh, did you see that property? Remember, like, a couple oh, years Altadena ago? One. That yeah. Aldina was, like, 25. He goes, oh, yeah, I saw that, too. He was like, oh, you know, I know. I was like, well, we must have he seen it at the same time. He sent it to time. his girlfriend, and she was, was like, like, no. Yeah, he was like, it has well waters, 25 acres. And he was like, yeah. I was like, you saw it at the same time, too, and we're all probably all looking at the same thing and thinking the same thing. It was just, it was funny the way you described it. It was it was hilarious because yeah. it was like land with well water in Los Angeles proper. Love. Yeah, so this like is this was our this was our first AM podcast. So yeah, rise and shine because rise everybody's shine. got <laughs> things to do and places to be. And Usually we do it in the evenings, but so today we were such we had what you guys were three days straight just working. Yeah, and just homestead improvements and. Working in the garden. Hope you didn't hear the yawning or the or <laughs> coffee <little> sh- <laughs> mugs. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm off to work. Jordy's off to f- finish whatever project she has at the homestead. Justin's back into the garden. Yeah, they go get some DG to finish up some stuff. We finish up, fix up the packing area and trying to. Yeah, get it. More uh, turnover. Cool. I mean, almost wholesale changes to the yard because with the heat. There's possibly 10 beds that need to be done. That could be done today, mm-hmm. but I'm doing three, like two or three at a time. Yeah. Then I could just stagger it a bit. Although I'm tempted to do all 10, but I'm just trying to keep a little, uh, what do you call it, flow. Yeah, like, and then so we just get just the place go. organized, like Jordan and I was just like organized so that if we, when volunteers come in, we're not looking or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can't handle it all, so it's nice to have like. <laughs> people want to volunteer and I'm just like I don't well, know where to begin so I want to have this list and say this is what you do yeah, here's where everything why? is yeah you can handle it yourself <laughs> so that's the plan so that's <laughs> we're working nothing has gone to plan. Uh, yeah, so, so tired it's been working three days straight yeah so we know. appreciate everybody tuning in hopefully um, you keep enjoying these 
podcast. And um, yes, if you have a question or whatever, I haven't seen any questions come through. I don't know if well, I'm missing. people out of town. And yeah. So the other guy hasn't got back to us, and the other lady we haven't got back to. Yeah. Yeah, we have some people that are lined up, but we just we need administrative administrative assistance. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, do that. Or if you want to hear somebody else again, um, you know, we can always reruns. Reruns. I think we still have to maybe do. Uh, we could still do Aaron or Sergio over again. Uh, people will enjoy that. Something, something like that. Again. So, so again, thanks everybody for tuning in, and we hope um, everybody continues to enjoy their summer. Bye. Thanks. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East. Jordan. Keep on growing. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.